Ooh, welcome back to Big Content. We had a, a one-week hiatus, uh, which is fine because week one of the NFL season is just jam-packed with stuff, getting ready for it. Need to take a break. There's just more important things in life than sitting here and podcasting with you. For just you're killing my vibe. Last week you <laughs> shut down the pod. Now you're like, eh, this. I is shut the- down the pod, brother. Falls. You're in Baltimore. You're in Kansas City. You're in Florida. You're in Texas. I said I would you're make in- it work. All right, like enough. We're here. We're here. We're here. Be okay. present. Stop He's just not the- taking responsibility. Stop living That's in the all. past. Stop That's living all. in the future. I'm not this man. Anything. This man went from not working for the past six months to I'm so booked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You what can't. Are you do- what are you doing Thursday, Friday? You can't even. S- what are you doing Thursday, Friday? What do we do? <laughs> I relax. <laughs> no, we film. We have like seven other things to film. Okay. We got thumbnails to make. But what are you thing. so busy with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? That do you want to see my calendar? No, I believe you. I'm just saying. What is the differentiation? You just. Uh, because everything's like front loaded for me personally, yeah, at yeah. least. Because you're in the fantasy industry, so like games end Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Damn. Took you a while to realize yeah, where yeah. I am. Well, yeah, you were out of the fantasy industry for a little, <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> never been, never felt more. Re- this is the first time I, I've actually enjoyed the start of football. Season. I know. This I'm is excited. what I'm saying. It's, it's rejuvenating. Hated it. You can't let the the viewership though get to your head. You know. Like, you need to come with that same energy, the same passion, even if next week's Waiver Wire video does 100 views. In, in what world? Hours. That had nothing to do with it. Look uh, at our Waiver Wire week one last year. It's more, better than this one. Bigger, better, better, faster, stronger, more. That's our slogan. We're actually changing. That's Justice Hill's slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't realize that Justice Hill, I totally forgot he tore his Achilles last summer. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So I was, like, excited about him this year because I have him on a couple of dynasty leagues. No, it's good. Whenever you can get a player who has eight carries for nine yards, uh, just lock in on the fact he had two touchdowns from the goal line. And I'm, I'm sure that five foot six, 180-pound Justice Hill is going to be the Ravens' goal line back going forward. So make sure you scoop him. You don't have to watch Nick's video. Give him an extra. So you're point. on Gus? Yeah. You're on Gus? Yeah. You're on Gus who hasn't caught a pass since 2020. I'm on. I'm on Gus over. Hasn't caught a pass since 2020. I don't think there's a running back to own for the Ravens. Probably not, but it's not going to be because of Gus Edwards. Sure. You're you're kind of the media by being like you're on Gus when no no no. Really, every single person in fantasy is on Gus. I'm the only person anti Gus. Sure. I I I saw your tweet. He hasn't he hasn't caught a pass. Maybe he's a prime time player though. Playoff passes he caught. He, he caught one playoff pass last year, which is what <laughs> fucked up my tweet a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, had yeah, to, I, I had to throw the regular season part in there. Uh, so, anyways, because you guys can get your fantasy advice from Nick, uh, we don't have to cover that. But if you want a little tidbit of information, yes, I would not be on Justice. I wouldn't be on Gus. I wouldn't be on Melvin Gordon. I think there could be a, a move that the Ravens make. If you're in the deepest sleeper dynasty league of all time, I would pick up Keaton Mitchell. I think when he comes back from injury, he's quick, he's young, they'll they'll beat him into the ground. So I don't know. He's the most intriguing now. Right. But I think Gus will be good. pound Keaton Mitchell. In, or did I overstate that actually? Is, in, he, is he in the one fifties? Fast though. In half PPR though, Gus is probably the pick over Justice. I have Justice over Gus. But I also made that claim forgetting that he tore his Achilles last summer. Yeah. Regardless, though, even all preseason, like in the preseason games, as soon as Dobbins yeah, was off no, the field, it was Justice Hill over Gus Edwards. He's looked better. He was start, he was playing over him. I just think Gus is he's not the younger Gus. He's not like twenty five year old Gus. No, but, but Gus in this office, well, he'll get he'll get the 
bulk share of the carries. Yeah, I don't think I it th- matters. I, I think you're right that it probably doesn't matter who's actually. It's like owning a Chiefs receiver. Like I tried telling people, just because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback doesn't mean you want Kadarius Tony or no, Sky no worries about Baltimore after just week one no. in general. No. You, you want to start the show? Or no? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I kind of forgot, I I forgot that I hit the welcome bike already. <laughs> this this felt like all shit that should be at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, it, it bridges off the first topic, which is creating content for the viewer. So Nick and BGG posted a video, their waiver wire video, and I did not watch because I don't play fantasy football. I went through the comment section and I saw that you tested out a new format. You told me after the fact that you clearly made... I guess an effort at the beginning of the video to be like, here's a new format. Let me know if you guys like it. And the comments seem to be a resounding yes. Now you can't always trust the comments, but I would assume AVD and click through and, and a hundred thousand views in 24 hours that it was successful. So I think one, one thing that's just intriguing to talk about as we talk about big content is thinking about how to make the video for the viewer. And it's something we always talk about, but give me your reasoning and, and how you came up with that idea. So two factor, this was this one in particular was kind of a perfect storm for me because this was actually the content I wanted to make mm-hmm. and I was just hoping that they liked it. It's also a little bit easier for me and I so strongly dislike making the regular type of waiver wire content mm-hmm. out there that's like pick your 10 favorite guys, talk about them, talk why you like them. This format allowed me to be more creative and flexible and allow me to have more of a conversation and live streaming free flowing style of content, which I'm, I'm, I think I'm my, my best type of content for sure is when I'm just individual and by myself, but I'm not actually sure if I'm better live streaming or being prepared. I think I'm, I'm like relatively was that live streamed. It wasn't live streamed, right, okay. but there was almost no editing yeah, inside okay. of it. But it, it felt live streaming yeah. because I was like, I, you can't plan for what you're just about to see on the screen and then feel like what you're going to talk about. So for me, it felt like what I would be doing on a live stream. And a lot of times I get kind of like locked in when I'm on live streams. I'm like, I'm good to go for like 30, 40 minutes. Whereas more prepared stuff, I come in with stats. And on like Monday mornings for in-season, I am I, I probably take in almost like a week's worth of content that I would in the summer just between like Sunday night and like Monday morning mm-hmm. at, at, um, at noon. So I have a lot of stuff just like packed into my head that I can shoot off and make good content with it. This was a format that I had not seen done on YouTube in the fantasy space. Everyone does the same thing where they just like talk about the guys that they want. So I was like, okay, maybe this will be a cool switch up. I also think the sleeper platform does a great job of like, I mean, you want to talk about catering to your audience. They continue to just include stats and numbers like snap counts. Like what platform out there, ESPN, Yahoo is like, here are the percentage of snap counts that this guy had. Nobody, but they hear the fantasy industry taking that type of number into more and more analysis. So they started putting it. They have snap counts. They have the schedules going forward. They have mm-hmm. all this type of stuff that I'm like, this is stuff I'm going to talk about anyways. This is stuff I'm going to be putting into my it's research. nice that you can just show it right on it's the It's laid out there have. for me. Yeah, so I want to do experiment with this. But this is also something I've been way more conscious of. When I started making content, it was for me. Me mm-hmm. and, and, like, it was for other people. Yeah. But the content I was making was for me to, like, get it out. And it was like, if I don't like doing it, I'm not going to do it. I don't care whether or not you actually like it. Like, hopefully it helps other people. I'm doing it for other people. But if you don't like it, then I'm just not your cup of tea. Where now over the last year or two years, you've probably seen, I've separated like my personal brand from BDGE a little bit more where it's Mm -hmm. like, if I have shit that I want to express, I'll do it on my personal stuff. Whereas BDG now that this is your job, right now that I'm responsible for other people in the office and like scaling this thing correctly, (laughs) I'm now like, this is what's best for a sports media business. Yep. If customers or the audience wants this thing, why is Nick battling back against that? Because mm-hmm. he can do what he wants elsewhere. So that's 
kind of been my mindset the last like year or so. And I think when you're creating content that you're thinking about the viewer, right? And you would be a viewer. Whenever you're creating a piece of content, you actually got to think about what I want to view this, right? And so if you segmented, so it, if we didn't say what it was, essentially how you separate it was by player. How is that different than what everyone else does? Like what, what would you say you did specifically that was different? Well, I think having the stuff on the screen okay. and going through it as if you were going through it if you're actually in a fantasy football yeah. league where I'm looking at it and I'm saying like, oh, okay. I, I went player by player, but there was no rhyme or reason. It was it was going through the trending list. Yeah. So it's like Puka's number one. It's like mm-hmm. he's the most popular guy. And it's like, okay, let's start off with that. Then we go down the list of saying like, oh, these three or four guys are bunched together. I like how, I, I like this guy a little bit more mm-hmm. than this guy. Therefore, I'm going to throw like 15% of fab on him as opposed to like 10% down here. I'm yeah. not necessarily like fading him, but it gave me, it gave me um, an easy list of people to just discuss all of them, whether or not I like them. Whereas a normal waiver wire video, you're kind of going through like, these are my top five pickups. These are my bottom five pickups. Mm-hmm. These are, you know, whatever, where it's like, I, I get to discuss everybody holistically. So you yeah. get a bigger picture and more Comparing, context behind yeah. the, it, it's like, it's, it's like, it also feels real. Like right. if you're looking at it, this is what people are going to do. Yeah. So they know they're going through it as, as well yeah. as I am like Monday morning, Tuesday morning, I have to set my waivers. Right. And it's not like a science. There's not a science to it. Yeah. You're just like kind of going through and be like, ah, oh, fuck, how do I feel about this guy? Should yeah. I put six more dollars on him as opposed to him? Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking through the way I would play as a fantasy football player, as I'm kind of talking, um, as I'm talking it out. So I, I think there was just a lot more context that went into the way that I think about these things. Um, and there's a lot of newer players who are like getting into fab for the first time. So they don't know like fab suggestions and, and stuff like that. And it allowed me the trending down list also gave me a nice group of players that I can go through quickly and be like, he's a droppable player for me. Droppable, droppable, mm-hmm. droppable rather than having to like compile that list beforehand and maybe like leaving dudes out. And they just did a good job of organizing it for me so that I can, kind of have my thoughts in, in one clear direction, I guess. Does that Makes make sense? sense. Yeah. I, the takeaway is, like, make content for the viewer, you know, and this applies to any type of field. And in Nick's playbook for creators, you always talk about if you're a hiking creator, here are the five best hiking shoes, and then you go through those, right? It's it's like they're asking. But maybe, maybe the pull, maybe the takeaway is, like, Go on someone else's list and break down their list, and then remove break their down their list, list right? and 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 consume other pieces of content. And this is something I I push back on for so long. I'm also like when people are like, "Can you give us timestamps? Can you give us timestamps?" Yeah. And I'm like, if I gave you timestamps, you're basically just reading a blog. If you want to go read a blog, go read a blog. Yeah. You're just reading a list. But they're then, a video blog now. Yeah. The more, yeah, the more <laughs> I think about it, the more I'm like, they're asking for it. They want it. Like yeah. if I'm watching another video, I also want that too because some of these things might not be relevant to me. Right? Yeah. Like half the players on the list maybe aren't available to the players are, aren't available to certain fantasy players in their leagues. They're like, oh, those first eight guys aren't even available. Let me just skip to the ninth guy who is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is actually like personalized content for you in yeah. a way that, you know, just makes it easier for the viewer. And they, they appreciate that and they respect that. And I feel like every time I hear a pushback, and most of the pushback is not, it's not like, oh, this sucks. It's just like, hey, I, I would really like this. And I'm like, why fight against that? Yeah, I think of like when someone writes a quarterback rankings preseason, like I someone at the ringer writes one and it's really interesting to me but like I want to see Lamar I want to see where the top guys are and and then like my hot takes on like Jordan Love or Ritter like I'll go scroll down Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like this gatekeeping of content where people assume if you want my opinion you need to watch the entire thing and that as I've been building out YouTube long form I've come to the realization like people 
99% of people aren't going to watch the entirety of your video. No. So you might as well make it so they at least watch three minutes of a 20. Give them some value somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they appreciate that. And it's like, you're, we're in such a quick-moving world that it's like, all right, if they don't get their quick hit of value, they're yeah. going to move on to somebody else. Yeah. So and might I as think well be that. You made them. a great point. Like, if Alan Robinson is, is picked up in your league, I can just skip that. Like, I don't need to sit through exactly. that. And it makes it, it makes it much and easier. And that's kind of the way, yeah, that's definitely the way that we're thinking about things now between the content in particular, the timestamps, like, all that kind of stuff yeah. and even even like the thumbnail right before is a is another good example of this like i just made a thumbnail for the trade target video that mm. me and jmo are doing and i put three different examples in the one i thought was the best was the one that got the least amount of votes which so we, one did you like the first this is in our discord the first the way, waddle one yeah join the discord because i asked for you know suggestions and stuff like there the waddle one where he's like yelling and i didn't realize it was like that unblurry and i'm like i thought it was like a i thought it looked kind of cool to the naked eye and then everybody's like nah hell no like the third well, it one. got voted the most until i think I, no, no no you said b i i thought a was the best i liked a the best you liked a the best i did yeah that's personally. what i would have gone with okay interesting yeah because yeah, i sent it to jmo before i even put it in there he was like definitely c and then i wanted and then i put it into our discord i put it into yeah. the bdg and the trivia discord and everyone pretty much everyone's accumulatively on went, everyone went to dots in and yeah. then we started dissecting it even more and more down and that was literally from like What's the point of me pushing my agenda on a thumbnail when literally the audience is like, no, 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 we'll click on this one yeah. more than the one that you like, you yeah. know, that's so. Do that, you trust, do you trust a small subset of people? At scale enough. Yeah. When, when I look at the numbers and I, in, in one of the discords, it was like three, three, 35. Got I'm it. like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that. Do you think it's, I, I didn't read the entirety of it. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's because Dotson feels more tradable than, than Jalen Waddle? Um, I, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the, setup of the thumbnail as opposed to the actual player itself. I think Dotson was way more clear in Got the picture, yeah, which yeah. was an indicator. That's why I that hated the Waddle screaming one. Cause like it didn't just turn a face away from the middle. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. No, that's fair. See, those are the things you don't, I, I'm like when I'm so in it, I'm just yeah. designing six variations. I'm like, Oh, this looks good. I can't yeah. really tell. And then you guys will point out so clearly like spacing's weird here. Yeah, colors yeah. too bright here. That kind of shit that I don't realize when I'm doing it. Yeah. So it's just more like feedback from the audience. I think 100%. when you have like, they want to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like they want to be helpful in the process Yeah. so that when they see the video go well, up I later, think thumbs are a fun game for people yeah. to play. Like yeah. they like, is this one better? Is this one better? And then, and then when they see it go live, they're like, fuck yeah. I can't believe you two. Wait, didn't they announce AB testing? Is that still not out yet? It's slowly rolling out still. Okay. Um, because it said that it should be available by 2024 for everybody, okay. but they're like in beta still. Because we're we we will change thumbnails, but the math on it is tough. Because if it's run for 48 hours, it's like, well, if this was first, would this have been better? Yeah, I'm excited for AB testing. One snap they have it for the shows, and you can test four. Well, Mr. B tweeted that out. He was running a couple tests, and he's yeah. like, all right, I don't have to like open my mouth yeah. wide anymore because yeah. every one of me smiling actually got better watch time and that's yeah. the other thing though there's no click-through rate info that we're going to get from the a b testing we'll only get watch time got it which is weird but in a weird way a strong correlation i i would imagine but it yeah. would be better if they could just be like 10.6 and 8.7 i think it's <laughs> i mean it's i think it's good intention i think it's yeah. their idea of not trying to like spam people with being like click-through rate is always yeah. the best thing for your audience like no right Although, yeah, that's a fair point. Like, I guess if watch time, if you do a super clickbaity thumb and it's a two-minute watch time and then you get a 12-minute watch time, yeah. maybe don't use that thumb. Yeah, 100%. So, <sighs> I'm sad. Big content. They won. The, yeah. little, the little guys lost. Yeah. I feel like we're finally free from our NDA to talk about uh, sure. uh, gumption leaving. Yeah. Go ahead. Get, fill the people in on, on the tragic loss of uh, big media. 
Yeah, so uh, one of our interns that we had for the summer, Matt, had taken a full-time job at ESPN, which starts in, in a couple of weeks. So his internship ended last week or like the Friday before that or something like that. And he came into the into this internship. We even, like one of our first clips we put out, he had an offer from ESPN to go full-time there prior to even accepting an offer here for the internship. And he was like, originally thought it was going to start at the end of August. So he's like, I'm not even sure if we're going to be able to make this work. And I was like, I'd like, you know, I'd like to see um, you be in the office for like a little while, even if it's just a month and a half or whatever. Yeah. And then while he was here, it got pushed back to October. So we got more time. And obviously while he was here, he crushed it. He built like a good personal brand here. People started to get to know him. He had people fucking pulling up on him in real life all the time. <laughs> just like a, it was like a really fun, yeah. energizing summer between every, like every, all the interns here have crushed it so far. Uh, Matt did such a good job here that I obviously wanted him to stay. And I offered him a full-time position here at BDG and he turned it down and accepted the one at ESPN. And I don't really know necessarily how to feel like I know if I was in his position, I would have stayed here, of course, because I knowing what I know now and knowing where I think we're going to go and just all all that kind of stuff. He is funny because one of the not concerns, but one of the things I guess Tony brought up when we brought Matt on was that like he feels more professional than mm. BDG and he feels like someone who will be in like a more real media, media, yeah. media <laughs> space too. And, and and realistically, like his personality, I don't know if that could be further from the truth because he fit in so well here yeah, and he was yeah. someone like on camera that just went, he was just one of the boys, you know what I mean? I think, I think coming in, you know, I was only in here one day a week, so I actually think my outside view is a fair view of who he is. I think he thought of himself as, like, the more professional side and the less social side. But, like, in the midst of it, he was very much, you know, part of that. Like, I would say that Jameson's more more corporate than him. Like, more... I think he's just more reserved right now, personality-wise. But I think that probably is part to do with it. Like, if you're going to go be on screen, be on camera. So, anyways, Matt's had a DSPN. You were pitching him. You were kind of trying to convince him. And I think some of the things you mentioned, personal brand, right? You're going to grow that. My take on it, and, and Matt's awesome. Like, I think he will crush it at ESPN. My take on the, the whole thing as a content creator, especially, like you said, you offer him a full-time role here. That ESPN position will be there in two years, in six months, in a year. And I think that's the part where, you know, there were maybe family pressures or maybe there's just this there's view where it's like, oh, you get to go work for that E company, you know, the big red E. But nowadays you got to move to Bristol. You know, it, the, the younger audience, which you're attracting, isn't necessarily as in tune with ESPN. And we always talk about safety. And we've talked about on the show before, like, Yes, Matt's going to bring a personal brand, and he's going to bring a lot of different fun experience and, and gain experience there. But if ESPN does another round of layoffs and the show that he's working on gets cut, what where is his security? Obviously, you work at a startup like this. You come into this office, and you're like, you know, is it as corporate, as, it, as structured, as safe as ESPN? No, but I always say the safety is when you are adding value. And I feel like people would be able to replace Matt or 90% of that work. And here, I mean, no one's replaced Matt yet unless uh, your your new CTO his, we his, is... We had his brother in for an interview. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Well, he brought him in on his last day because he, he has a different skill set, different, yeah, yeah, yeah. different person, obviously. But, yeah, I, I think there were many factors at play when it came to him. Um, the point you made is what I tried to convince him of, but I understand he's, he's young, and he, yeah. I, I think there were... Um, a couple of things like his family definitely, I think, felt more comfortable with ESPN. Ultimately, though, I think he was he made the choice. I don't think it was necessarily family pressure. Yeah. I think one of the things that he continuously brought up that I don't I don't know if he knew was as big of a point for him 
as it really, I th- I think it was, was at his, I don't know what they call in college. Yeah, advisor or something. Advisor was the one that he worked really closely with over the years and became yeah. like very close with and was the one that like pulled some strings to get him in the door at ESPN. And I think he felt like he'd be going back on his word if mm-hmm. he didn't take it based on that. And my argument was like, if that person cares for you and you believe that this is the better position, yeah. they won't really care that much um, because they, you know, they like you as a person and they yeah. believe it's not done with bad intent. So it's like your life, like you get to make the choice, but also that's a lot of pressure for a 22 year old to like make that type of choice. 100%. He wanted to get ESPN on his resume, which I, I don't blame, blame him for. And if there are other factors at play, like, Hey, because he's got two homies in, mm. in Connecticut that they're moving in together. And if it's like, Oh, this is our only chance to do it. And that's why I want to no fucking problem. With yeah, it. I, yeah. I won't argue with that. There's, there's the one no thing, beef. <laughs> the one thing that he brought up a couple of times that I tried to say, like, you're, you're looking at this backwards yeah. is he was like, the ESPN thing is now like social media will be here in two years. And I'm like your opportunity, the, your the leverage you're building right now through social will not be here in two years. ESPN will be here. In it, two years. It'll be there in two years, but you are going to stop gap it for two years. I think that's the point. The, 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 Both like, will the, be there. In sure. Two years. The distance that he, I believe that he yeah. could have traveled here yeah, in yeah. two years would be whoosh, yeah. at ESPN. It will be like, yeah. This and I also believe that in two years, based on where I think we're going, mm-hmm. I'd be able to put him anywhere he wanted to, yeah. if he even wanted to leave at that time, which I don't think he would have. Yeah. So in my mindset, like look, I love Matt and I would love to work with him again. Maybe in two years, he's like the ESPN thing was cool, got on my resume, he comes yeah. back here. The only thing is, like that's not promise. Like I don't know if there was an open position left right, 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 for it, that kind of thing. So it, it, that was my big like conviction back to him is like if if the reason that you're actually leaving is because. Um, you think getting ESPN on the resume is a big deal. You think that like this will be here in two years and mm-hmm. ESPN won't be. I promise you're looking at that backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a point I got across, but um, there were underlying things, you know, whether it was yeah, the friends not, or the family. It's not black and white. It's not one thing. No. It's, a, it's a whole multitude of factors. And he, he rolled with ESPN. And I will say there's probably six logos in this entire industry that are worth it. ESPN's one of them. For so sure. can't fault him for that. And the one big, big shame I'll say there's no way he's going to grow at the scale he would have if he was here. I wish, and I am familiar with a lot of talent at ESPN, or non-talent, rather. They don't let them build the personal brand. And so it's not like he's just going to be scaling slower and still doing his thing, creating content. Like He's going from this to just a full-blown stop. Yep. And I think that's a shame. Um, yeah, that's why Like I, I, I genuinely believe Matt could have been like a – unbelievable personal brand by himself if he if he dedicated himself to like doing what we're doing and just building his personal brand for the next few years i think six figure following easily by that time you know what i mean and then once you once you give yourself that leverage like in my eyes as weird as it sounds like financially you're not but if you build a platform and you do it correctly i think you're set for life yeah in in terms of like your own happiness in terms of you being the one to be able to call the shots and pull the strings in your life Mm -hmm. and, and put yourself in position to succeed wherever like obviously having 200,000 followers on TikTok is not going to set you up for life financially, but it will get you in the door anywhere you want. Yeah, that 200K followers on TikTok could be as valuable as the ESPN logo I'm, in I, the next year. Correct. You know? And and what that will do is you bring that personal brand, that will get you back in the door to ESPN by yourself, mm-hmm. not at an entry-level spot. Yeah. Like, people there will be like, oh, you've done some shit. Like, you no longer, like, if you're, if you're there at an entry-level position, you're chipping away for the next two years. Like, maybe you move up from here to here. Grinding here, personal brand, you probably get in the door up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, th- that's kind it of the way. It separates you. And I, I don't want to make it feel like I'm shitting on him because this was a choice that he felt like he yeah, had to yeah. make. 
And I think you need to learn these things when you're in your younger 20s to be like, okay. I was going to say, the the one final thing, because look, I was entrepreneurial in college, coming out of college, and I was like, I want to do my own thing. That was always my dream. But I got good advice, which was like, go be an entrepreneur on other people's dime. Like, go try other things. And what I learned in those two and a half, three years at Action Network and then Whistle like learning the corporate side and learning the business side, you do gain a ton of value. Sure. Like from that, he'll make and great connections too, great relationships there, and, yeah, and we'll learn per, like professional style production shit yeah. that we would never be able to teach him. Hundred percent. And and if that's where he also wanted to go more down that route, like yep. he's gonna gain that. So it's it's not like it was a good decision or a bad decision. It was we think that this decision, but we also hate big media. So yeah, you know, I, I guess like the one regret I would have in like trying to push him to get back here is I, I don't know if I ever felt like I got down to the crux of like why he felt yeah like he need like if but I I don't feel like there was an exact yeah. reason. Yeah, I, yeah, I think true. it was a multitude of factors, and you don't have to reveal the numbers obviously, but I think. You know, when you think of ESPN and then you think of BDG, I offered him more money. Just that's, that's what I was yeah. going to have you mention. Is yeah. like it wasn't a money thing. It I, wasn't because even that I was like, "What can I offer you to stay?" And he was like, "It'd be too big of a number that yeah. I feel embarrassed asking you yeah. for it." Like, that's that's interesting, though. There was a number because it 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 was like there was a number. Or is he just, just saying that, that? Right. It it was but more like, so like had, he was ending the conversation there. If, like if I'm you had going to ESPN, put it on the table and been like, "All right, here here you go." Uh, yeah, I just I think I we think, both know I wouldn't have. Right. But if you put that number out there, I think maybe just from a negotiation standpoint, then you probably would have discovered what it was. Because if he's saying, all right, it's this amount of money that would make me get over this, then maybe you uncover that it is that fear of upsetting his advisor, or it is that fear. So we joked about it, but your off-season versus in-season schedule, right? So I actually, while we're on, like, talking about big media. So we we had a thought, right? So we were watching football on... Sunday, and I don't remember if it, man, it was Sunday Night Football. Maybe it was Sunday Night Football. It, it was some game where there were commercials throughout the game. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and it would be, it was like, dude, how electric would it be if, like, it went to commercial break and rather than, like, a car company, our trivia popped up there. <laughs> and, like, the entire country was just sitting there while we were playing. We were, like, guessing a list or playing one of those things. Like, just for 30, 60 just, seconds. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's, like, too short. But we started yeah. looking into it. I was like, I wonder how much it would cost to, like, really air something because I yeah. think it would be, like, cool did as you, hell. Did you hit up Underdog? We didn't hit up anybody because I looked at the numbers on Sunday Night Football. And in order for us to run a 30-second spot on Sunday Night Football, where which would be, like, the perfect plug yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. In order for oh, it was Thursday night football because all eyes were on it. We were so intense and yeah. like, oh, football's back, baby. And I was like, oh, it'd be so sick if we just had a boom, like a trivia pop up yeah. right there. It was on average, um, it was between eight hundred and eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for only thirty second commercial. Yeah, and that got me thinking. Like, of course, that's an obnoxious price, but I'm like, our expenses as a company to have multiple full time people for an entire year is like half that. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Ford or whatever company out there. That just paid eight hundred fifty thousand for a thirty second spot on uh, Thursday night fo- Sunday night football could hire all of BDGE for its expenses for two full years. You have six guys working full time for you for two years making nonstop content, but no, let's make a thirty second commercial. I don't think I realized just how fucked up the media world was until I came to that realization at, in that point. There's levels. Unbelievable. That, that's what it is. Our whole company for yeah. two years, you could have us doing anything you yeah. wanted, but instead, you'd rather run a thirty second commercial. Yeah, you you should talk to Underdog because they're spending a lot on commercials. I only yeah. know that because you You're know I was the star yeah. one. But they're they are running You're a lot the of what of one <laughs> the star the star. You, they're running commercials, and I don't know. I was talking to Luke, who if you know Luke, he's on the the video design. Yeah, yeah. He, he 
does everything. And we're talking about like shooting a new commercial. And it's interesting because right now. Dude, because it, I haven't been reached out to yet. No, That's what makes us Well, so I'm going to pitch you for them <laughs> right now because mine is like, what a, I don't even remember what it is, but play on underdogfantasy.com. You know, what whatever. if, what if, what if we ran a trivia? An underdog trivia that's as their I'm commercial saying. spot. That, that's literally what I'm saying. Let's ball. Now, Let underdog, just... because it's direct response and they're trying to get new people on the yeah. app, it, would, it couldn't be as, you know, chill as you would want it to be. But maybe there is a middle ground. Does that ruin it, though? It, some, of me, some of me feels like... It was like the, one of the commercials we had on the very first big contents where I was like, what, that's if these, what, I mean. what if these commercials only just gave value and went straight brand and didn't try to pitch you at the end of the commercial? That's what I mean. Yeah. I I'm saying, but I'm saying it's like all or nothing on those, in my opinion. No, I think there's a middle ground. I, I really do. My question is, ESPN Money Night Football had 27 million viewers or whatever. Sounds I can't like remember. my waiver wire. I can't, I can't <laughs> remember a single commercial from the game. So outside of Whopper, 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 like that to me is the only commercial that smashed. Uh, or, but but then again, Underdog says like. The commercials do drive, you know, new people. So I don't know. I, I think you should at least pitch it, but you do have to find the perfect. We'd, we'd be able to, I, that, that's the beautiful thing about what we do is like when it comes to needing to come up with a creative idea, yeah. it's the last thing I'm worried about. That's like, what if creators we took, are here if for. If we take an hour long meeting internally between us, it's like, yeah. okay, we'll think of something that works perfectly. Yeah. You'd find the right format. Yep. Um, the production value would be heightened. You would need buy-in from underdog, but. It could get good publicity, so I, I think we should try it, but, you know, I don't control. By the way, it doesn't actually cost $800,000. That's what they put out there. That was That's like if they really filled every slot, Okay. not at a discount. I know. I'm also, good. the production of the commercial itself, that's too, it. I'm sure, like would get near that range. Either way, though, yeah. paying us for one year instead of two years. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. the absurdity of it's what you crazy. can get back if you are not a moron versus like putting one commercial out. Yeah. Just blows my mind. Also, is that for that's not for the is that one that's one spot I think yeah. what I looked up yeah not like one one spot every Sunday night football oh for sure yeah that's insane it's it's unbelievable they're these, hitting a lot of people There's these no comps man that. these comps uh, in season versus off season schedule so in the off season you idea you ideated come up with trivia really move it to YouTube get things going a lot of planning going on now you're in that in season schedule right so Monday Tuesday Wednesday you're booked up you got the same content going every day. Where do you see the benefits and then also maybe the negatives to when you're in season? This applies to fantasy football careers, but any at most categories have in-season versus off-season. Do you like the, not mundane, but the consistency and knowing what you got to do? Or do you prefer the, the summer and the creativity? I, um, I am not not enjoying the in-season so far. I know we're in week yeah. one, but normally I'm like kind of dreading going forward, which yeah. I'm not at that point right now. But I so prefer the off-season stuff. It, it just there's just so much room for flexibility and, and creativity. And in season, um, our schedule. What I've done like personally now is I've almost exclusively blocked off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from my calendar. Because what I've realized is like, okay, I have a live stream on Mondays at like one o'clock, mm -hmm. right? And you might think, okay, just box off one to two p.m. for that live stream. It's like no, I need I box it off from eight a.m. all the way through two p.m. because I'm like research prep making the thumbnail, mm -hmm. making sure I'm, like, ready to go for it prior to, you know, hitting the fucking stage, basically. So I block all that off. And then I'm like, all right, I need to have a video off for waiver wire Tuesday morning, which means right after that, I need to block out the next few hours. <laughs> and, and I need, like, decompression time yeah. between filming and stuff. And I also need time to, like, if something random goes wrong throughout the day, a half hour here or there mm -hmm, to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I blocked off almost 
eight to five, eight to six every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because what I found was like, if I left little slivers of it and then people wanted to get on a call or whatever, I'd send them like my calendar yeah. link and they'd find like the 15 minutes within that. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, like I don't, I don't have time to like switch my brain set right now to like yeah. get onto that. So it's really, I'm so focused on research, filming, research, filming, prepping, research, filming, you uh, thumbnail kind of shit, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's like the only thing I have on my calendar now. And that gives me nice ease because it's not like switching to a million different things. It does take a little bit of the creativity out of it, but I don't, I find like it's still easy to stay in creative mode if you're not moving from like project to other project to other project to like accounting to finance, whatever. Now I have like half hour buckets on like Thursday or Friday where I'm like answer emails, do other like random shit, like accounting things that you need to catch up on. I have like blocked off periods of that. So I guess in season, what I haven't done is good period blocking of um, fixing out the schedule where the off season super creative. And I do think honestly, my, my like lifestyle has changed over yeah. the last like year or so. Like I've really bought into like what I'm doing and focusing all of my effort on what we're doing here. And that's helped me tremendously because I sleep like a million times better than when we first started off this <laughs> podcast. I'm like in a, in a role right now, which has sacrificed, like which has taken a lot out of my personal life yeah. or like my social life, I should say like very rarely go out and like drink and like party anymore. Still will from time to time, but like last priority of mine, you yeah. know, if, if I'm like, I got work to do Saturday, Sunday, whatever, I'm not going out Friday night. Yeah. I'm not going out Saturday night. And it, I feel great. Like I feel really, really good. And I feel like dialed in and I feel locked in and I feel like we're getting on such a roll and we have so much momentum right now that I'm like, I don't want to look back and be like, yeah, you really just wanted to go out like four nights and, and you kind of like fucked up the momentum for the entire season. Yeah. As crazy as that sound, I feel like so pinned in right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I feel you. The going out in Alabama for two straight nights, like living like a college kid again. Uh, now that was a leisure trip for me. Obviously created content while I was there, but the goal was like, all right, I'm going with my friends. I want to be yeah. young again, young and alive. But it throws you off. Like you're just tired. You're always catching up. You go out till 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday night and you're drinking and drinking and drinking. We don't drink on the road on Thursday nights. Like we don't really... Yeah, I, I put that side of me. I have, like, very little interest in drinking. Me too. I have, I'll say this. I have zero interest in drinking. When I get into a social situation and people are drinking, like, if we're going out, sure, I'll drink them. Sorry. But, like, I never – I'm not aspiring to go out and drink. Me either. Like, I, I don't look at weekends the way that I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, weekends for me are not they're, – they're not really anything. They're yeah. not like, oh, it's, it's Friday, Saturday, day, let's yeah. go. Which is like, okay, I office like back in the office it doesn't matter you know what i mean that's kind of the way i look at things i don't know well with your schedule though like what's your what's your main focus right now in season it's got it's the podcast and the thursday night football yeah yeah yeah. those two yeah and how are you finding like the travel do do you wish you had more time to just like sit down and focus on those two things because like try for me i can never do that schedule yeah i can well well last week was a little insane (laughs) like we went to kansas city i threw out the first pitch they're still looking for it it's in the white Sox dugout. oh we didn't even talk about that (laughs) i was like we have so much to talk about that i don't have time to joke around today (laughs) wednesday we just did did work did content and then thursday the game friday flew to alabama connection it was like an all-day thing that kind of sucked that's rare for us though normally it's pretty direct easy easy flights saturday all day at the game sunday flew to baltimore uh went to the ravens game watched the rest of the games monday did the podcast trained up so this is the first real week of work uh and it's going to be interesting last year we went to every monday night game so we'd leave sunday night or monday morning we do it we get back tuesday you had tuesday wednesday thursday like you had the whole week now with the podcast, I just think of it as a blocked off day. Same thing. I'm gone from 8.30 to 6.30. That's it. 
Tuesday, Wednesday working. Now it's going to be interesting because Tuesday, Wednesday are my work days. Thursday, and I got to see what I can accomplish on Friday. But now I'm going to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'll probably utilize them more for, for working and, and getting I was going to say, down. yeah, because the traveling stuff, if I have, if I miss like one or two days of solid sit down, like prep for the next yeah. piece of content, I, yeah, I'm shy. I don't really need that. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of feel like you will soon. No, because when we take the train down to Baltimore, that's our three-hour block to prep and produce the podcast. So you don't feel any pull during throughout the week of being like, damn, I wish I had a little bit more time to do this I don't this know thing. yet. Just because it's the first week. Tuesday, we have a meeting with our YouTube consultant who I want to talk about. And so I know that that time is dedicated to making sure we're talking about last week's stuff and going forward and strategizing for next week. So it's not like we're just landing on Thursday and being like, all right, what are we doing this week? Like that is our prep time. That's been... That's been scheduled. And then the rest of the week is just catching up. I'll probably take a, a ton less calls. I'm, I'm getting much better at just being like, hey, yeah. email me, text me. I, like, I don't need a 30-minute call with you. Yeah. I or or, or I, I would really suggest, like, looking holistically, you make the time. Like, you're yeah. like, okay, I'll take calls for one hour on Friday. Yeah. If you can't get into that slot, yeah. I, we, we can't take a call this yeah. week. You know what I mean? No, maybe Friday's the, the call day. Yeah. Everything is going to change. Like, we're going to have to – I'm going to have to talk to you about moving this a couple times if we got to leave yeah. early on when – like, to get to Lambo. It's a nightmare. You know, stuff like that. But consistency is good. It's ironic. Your consistency is much more consistent than my consistency in the season. But we, we know why your we schedule gives me fucking anxiety. Dude. Yeah, like no, I, I'm I sure it never. does. It, it's, it's not for everyone. Yeah. It, it genuinely is not. And unless you go to that place where you're like, I'm coming home, I unpack my bag, I do the laundry, I get back on my regiment. Like, if you don't do that, you're screwed. Because then you're living out of a suitcase for the next five months, which, you know, it got to Casey last year, 100%. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't, I, I have a different way of thinking. And that's a different brother. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we signed on with a YouTube consultant. Um, Is the one you brought up a few months ago? Uh, no, it's someone else, actually, that we landed on. Someone that I'm more excited about. And we put our first video live, and it's got 240 views on YouTube. And... The whole the whole point for of this, the Marlin podcast or for snapback? for snapback okay. it's for snapback Thursdays but he'll help us kind of across the snapback portfolio got 240 views I decided to not promote it like normally we externally promote on snap it'll give it you know 300 400 500 extra gassed up views but I was like let's see the raw numbers of this thing right let's see if because the thumb is the thumb works the title works the intro works the segments work like it is it is a full-blown youtube video that a youtube someone who knows youtube very very well advised us on consulted us on and so we got to give it more time like we got to give it uh week two week three week four but after just one week you know we had someone in the big content Discord, i saw that and uh, I, was, I figured we'd bring it up yeah i'm trying to scroll up real quick but uh, we Sorry, talked about I your thumbnail for, thumbnail for too long. I just want to give uh, Steve Bradshaw, FF. Do you know him, Steve? Uh, yeah, I, I know him from being just, in the community yeah. for a while. So Steve said, just want to put this out there. I think you should create a new YouTube channel for Snapback. Shorts popularity has messed up a lot of channels. There's no way that your Thursday Night Football video should have under 1,000 views. Great content, title, and video. These videos going up deserve to have more views. Yeah, I saw that. And I agreed immediately. I was like, it's probably time. Yeah. and And so this is the tricky thing. Do we do it now because it's week one? 
right? And it's like, it would be really nice to be able to just do, because all these videos are going to build off each other. The concept that we're going with, they're going to be evergreen, but we're going to build off like we spent this much and we're going to track. And it's going to be interesting to people of like, all right, this game costs a you know a thousand bucks, and they rated this, and they had this experience. Every video is a live alone, uh, can stand alone, can live by itself, but also is like a series. Um, and we we looked at Ryan Trahan's like Penny series as inspiration for that. So my feeling is like, all right, do we just shut down the channel or change it to shorts and and start now that it's week one, or do we give it four weeks as kind of we initially planned and say? You know, maybe the algorithm just needs a little time of consistency by doing the same thing over and over again because we've been inconsistent, but then we're starting week four and it doesn't build off it off itself. So that that's my only dilemma. Um, we're going to talk with Trent again on Tuesday. So it'll, Trent be, the consultant. it'll be after uh, week two, but I think you can still it's only two of 17. So, you know, there's there's ways to reconcile. But I, that is my gut is like especially seeing punchline where we had a thousand subscribers and it just shows it to the right people. And I think the biggest takeaway from punchline has been our full length episodes pop. They get, it's the purple thumb and people know it's the full length. I saw, and then you have the shorter clips and I was going to ask and the you the clips about aren't too. doing as well. Uh, Do we've changed, it's... we've changed up the thumbnail and, and they're performing better. Okay. It doesn't affect the long form ones. Okay. So, so I'm like, YouTube knows <laughs> what to do. So I, I as actually since the trivia channel, yeah, you know, has it, we've we've kind of hit like a, a stalemate on growth in terms okay. of subscribers, yeah, the views, all the Your metrics. Floor's are still super high, but metrics like, are still. We're making a yeah. fuckload of money off of it because the because yeah. the average watch yeah, time yeah, is so long. So yeah. everything is going great right now. It's like sustaining itself for sure. But the growth in terms of you know just organically has kind of clipped yeah. off a little bit. What we have done is starting to integrate, like we moved our vlogs over from the Fancy Channel to yeah, the Trivia yeah. Channel every Sunday, and we've experimented with a few different other types of videos that aren't like related to trivia mm-hmm. a little bit, and those we've seen a little bit of a decline in terms of like viewership and average watch through. Yeah. And my thought is like, hmm, do we even put these other like experimental videos up on the channel or just keep ripping the way it is and keep it super niche? But I guess I haven't necessarily noticed a dip off in the other types of performance. That's the thing. I, there, there's like a given, I don't know. It, it's really hard because it was so hot at the beginning. We we did have some videos that are like up to like 65, 70,000 yeah. videos. And I'm like, okay, we don't get those anymore. Mm-hmm. But every every video pretty much like settles in at like 30K yeah. with 20% click-through rate, 20-minute watch time. You know, it's yeah. just like beautiful. And I'm like, all right, do those other videos not affect it? Or do they, have they taken the ceiling down a little right. bit? Right, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah sure. that, that I don't know yet. Um, but I do know that I find it massively impressive from youtube that like when they know a full length is going out they push it to those people and and the algorithm They're good, responds yeah. accordingly so so let me ask you um why did you choose this second consultant over the first one yeah you seemed so, excited about the first one yeah too. the first one i was excited about because he was making his own content and i thought his content was good and uh, you know he was gonna do x y and z and then i think you said it you were like why don't you actually go look around? And then we looked at another consultant and his was more like a strategy, less hands-on work. And we, we want that hands-on work. We want feedback. We want advice. We want strategy, all that stuff. And then I got connected with this guy through a friend and, you know, he just really knows the space. And so it was kind of like a, a hot lead or a, or a warm introduction. And so just felt comfortable with him going into football season 
we knew we were going to be consistent. We knew the content was going to be good. We knew that shorts, like the short form content actually performed very well. Got like 45,000 views on TikTok. Another video did 10K like on a, on an account that was getting 300 views for, for some bad content. To me, it's like paying a personal trainer. Like I know what to do. We know the workouts, but when you pay the personal trainer, you're going to show up for that workout. You're going to work out probably twice as hard. He's going to hold you accountable. They're going to, you know, work you harder. They, they know, you know, because you can study the best tricep workouts, but they know because they are trained in this. Right. So that's how I think about it. And And there also is that there's always that hint of personal, help there too yeah so it is knowing like they're keep you in structure but you also know that this person has way more experience than you so yeah. when they see something that feels out of structure they know how to like make sure you pivot correctly 100 percent. and so it, it was like all right we're gonna be consistent and do this for five months like let's get help and i think at the end of the day i don't want to say it's like a taking responsibility thing but if someone else makes the decision for you sometimes that's what people need they need that push to be like yo i know youtube you need to start a new channel. If he says that on Tuesday, it's like, all right, we're doing that. Have you Even not had this we, conversation with him? We, we've told him, like, we gave him all the background. and we know, But he's like, yeah, let's just test it. Let's see what the main channel is like. Because if, if YouTube finally does fix itself or figures it out, like, it will be much better if you're starting with 600,000 subscribers and they feed it to the right people. So. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I would be excited about starting a new channel, but I don't know if we like. So you're waiting for your call with him on Tuesday to really figure out. To at least start the conversation. I, if his advice is like, let's give it a whole month to make sure that, you know, the algorithm isn't going to figure out who to send this to, I would be fine with that too. But yeah, we're, we're definitely leaning in that direction. Cool. What else do I have? That's it. That's, I mean, unless you want to talk about your, your big hire to close it out. Yeah, I'm down. Um, so we brought on our new CTO, which is a chief technology officer. It's easily and by far and away the most like serious position we've ever brought <laughs> yeah. on. It's like a, a fellow executive position, which yeah. is nice for me because I'm always you know hanging around 22, 23 year olds <laughs> who are mostly new to a workforce, and this is not yeah. a typical workforce to be yeah. integrated into. You know, so I have someone that's like at my level that has a ton of professional experience. More importantly, is filling a gap that I desperately need. Mm-hmm help with and that's the tech product side of things because we have so many ideas and we have so much content we have the distribution i've talked about this you know a a million times already but i i truly think like business breaks down to so simple it's so simple it's two things it's literally distribution and product we have distribution we have distribution at scale we have distribution whenever we want it however we want it basically Mm -hmm. and it's like to take the next step and i think this will be exponential for us where we go from like eh, to fucking Revenue profit like is out the door, which mm. will allow us to grow if we want to, you know. So my good friend JL, who I met probably three, four years ago, and we had never really like talked that seriously about this happening, but we always we got along really, really well just in in talking about life and business and product and you know just the, a lot of the conversation that we have yeah, like, yeah. On, on these types of talks. And he just also happens to have the skills that I need within my <laughs> business. So we are in a financially secure enough spot where I'm like, all right. I'm ready to make like a big fucking investment into this person or someone who could fill the role. And I was like, who better? Cause I trust him as a person, even if he was not within our business. And that's what I need mostly because the hardest thing for me by far has always been trying to deal with like developers and not because I, I necessarily think they're like shady people, but I don't speak their language. Right. So I need like very hard to find facts 
deadlines, what you're capable of, what you're not capable of. And I've always found that really difficult because they're also like visionary people too. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can get this done within a couple of weeks. Never is the case. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm so upfront with this that like, I'm okay if you can't get something done, but if you're a poor communicator with me, yeah. that's where the problem lies. So if I trust you as a person, I know you're con- going to communicate with me. If it's like, Hey, JL, this project needs to be done in two months. Tell me whether or not you're capable of it. And if the answer is no, I trust you to find the right people to mm-hmm. put them in place to make this shit happen within the two months. And that for me frees up. Like, it's not like, Oh, I'm freeing up time because someone's editing shit for mm-hmm. me. It's like, no, you're, you're like building something huge for our company that will return itself, you know, exponentially, I think in the long run. So this is a negotiation that went on for borderline three, four months mm-hmm. because he has, uh, I mean, most of the negotiation stalled because he had a, a handful of different personal things in his life happen that I won't really like put on air, but just personal shit that, you know, is super unfortunate for him. So it just, it just took a long time to, to drag out because we are, we're friends first. So I was like, I need you to like, make sure you have enough time. You're not feeling like you're making a rash decision right now based on this, because again, we will, there will be some sort of combativeness. If down the line, you made a decision based on something that wasn't clear to you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I was like, you need all the time you want. Took months. It's, It's a big financial investment. He has equity in the company now. Like, it's it's ride or die at mm-hmm. this point. You know what I mean? His first day was on Monday. Um, so we talk, you know, every day about the products we're building out and what we want to do long term. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just, it's really, really exciting. It's a bit overwhelming now because I'm, like, ready to put the pedal to the metal. And I felt like I've been ready for it for yeah. years, you know, but never tangibly, like, pushed towards this becoming a, a, a reality. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, once I made my mind up, I was like, hmm, I want to make this happen. I just, like, called him up and I was like, we're going to work together. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need to make yeah, this happen? Because yeah. I'm ready to offer it to you. And that's that's where, like, the negotiation started, and it, it went for months, you know? So I am uh, – I don't even want to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just fucking excited <laughs> for it, dude. That's great. Yeah, I, that's, don't, I don't really have much to say. It's exciting. There's a lot of pressure if you – I feel like pressure comes from, I mean, people always say if you're not prepared, that's when you're going to feel pressure. But if you make a huge investment, it's like, oh, there's a lot of pressure that this goes well, this goes right. If you know in your heart of hearts that it's going to go well and it's going to go right. It's more of the expectations. The pressure for me comes from like, I already know like five things I want done now. Like, let's get this shit done, you know? So it's more. It's just you putting pressure on. Correct. 100%. (laughs) At this point, it's almost like, like. It's just like a hose of water yeah, shooting yeah. to the front of it, yeah. but it, it's it's been like hold off, yeah. and now I'm like ready to open the seal, so <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come shooting, it. yeah. Which he's gonna be like, you gotta calm the fuck down. Yeah, like hey, he'll week. communicate to you. If uh, <laughs> he's also uh, down in Baltimore, so yeah. part of our contract is like he, he, so he's working remotely. But I'm like, you need to be in New York at least once a month for an extended period of time, so we can get face to face time you with the team and everybody. Because one of the things I want to do also is like building out the product. Again, I don't want this to just be a reflection of me yeah. and what I think is right because they have great ideas too, and I want them to feel free to work and, and and talk to JL about the way they see things playing out, right? And I think this is another way for them to get their hands really invested into our company and seeing something that they built from nothing to real life, and and that's something I've always. Can you share what the first product? So, so the very first thing we're doing right now is um, our in-season membership which is like a weekly membership is yeah. something that we had last year, but because our developer left like um, May 1st was his last day or something like that. I've been in flux trying to, I, cause I thought jail was going to be on the team like yeah, June yeah. 1st or some yeah. shit like that, but it went into the season now. So the very first thing is like people who are paying for an in-season membership need to be delivered upon what they are promised. Yeah, so too. first thing is like redesigning the website to make sure that they have everything they need for the in-season stuff. And we both kind of came to the conclusion that once we have, 
that down, like the foundation of that, then we can get creative and start to like build upon. But what we want to do long-term is our entire business model turned into one monthly subscription. Mm. So no one-off products anymore. One-off subscription that is all-encompassing, that is useful year-round. And with that, it like simplifies our business, in, in my opinion. And it gives us so many directions and legs to work off of. It's like rewarding the people. If it's simple, right? It's like you're paying this price once a month. Or a discounted price for the year. You could lock yourself in for Are a year. Are you sure that's right, though? It feels very right, yeah. Because we talked about at the beginning, right? Like, sometimes people don't want to watch the entire thing. And they like picking apart. Um, obviously, there's different... Well, all of the one-time products will be in the membership. Yeah. So, I would even say, like, even if they only wanted the season-long guide, which usually costs them, like... But want to be priced that you're including a lot of things. It'll be discounted. So, like, let's say you had 10 products, and normally they're 10 bucks a month. Like, it's not going to be 100 bucks a month. It'll be 50 But if someone just wanted two of those products originally, it only would have been 20 Right. So, the way I'm looking at it is, is I, I'm, we're not sure on the price yet. It might yeah. be, it, I, don't, I don't imagine it being more than, like, I don't know if I should put this on record, but between 10 and $15 okay. a month. Yeah. And our product right now, if you're getting the, the seasonal guide, is like $25, $30. Yeah. So even if you wanted to like game us and buy it at the end of August for one month, you have access to all the tools. Our hoping is that like you get into the membership yeah. and you want to stay in it throughout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You want to stay in it through the in-season to get all the stuff we offer then, and then mm-hmm. the off-season when what I want to do is really like gamify everything. It's like reward the people who are there for the longest, reward people who are there for you know xyz whatever it is you know and make like discord a really big part of what we're doing in terms of like community and engagement and bring on someone that can like run that effectively mm-hmm. pretty much but we there's so many ideas obviously we have to take it day by day because yeah. you can't move that quickly unfortunately but mm-hmm. um overall yeah I'm, I'm just really excited to, to to be able to present something i'm super proud of you know yeah. being like we built this like i'm so sure that if you get your hands on it you're not going to want to leave it yeah so that's where we're at all right that's Girl. So we got NFL week one in the books. What Big day is content. it? Wednesday? Yes. One o'clock. Feels like six o'clock. I know. The day's been long already. No, it hasn't. Sheesh. We are in such happen. different schedules. <laughs> what time? You, how early you get up? Uh, eight in the gym by 8.30. Eat breakfast, 10.30. Like, showered by 11. Do you eat for breakfast? Eggs, sausage, protein shake. I'm trying to get, like, Rudman. I want to be like a oh OLP. damn yeah. so so me so me the first thing I said to you today is like no. you've, been, you've been eating you look skinny no no because <laughs> that hit you I, hard no it didn't hit me hard because I've been I was in a leaner shape for basketball like I was more cardio mm. and stuff like that but now it's bulking season so you're just in different shapes just based on yeah like I, two I'm week like periods a, yeah I'm a chameleon I like how'd that work how'd that go the basketball did you win <sighs> no we lost in the semis why what went wrong put your I, coaching hat on. No, I mean, I got in foul trouble, so I switched off their best player and then started guarding the point guard to, like, shut down the offense, and then their best player got pretty hot. They ended up winning the tournament. Worst part, though, is I turned my ankle with, like, 30 seconds left on his ankle, and and then I turned it again at the Chiefs game, just, like, walking, and it hurts. So you should be in a boot right now. Yeah, but it's bulking season, so I can't. I mean, you just don't do legs. It's fine. Bulk up top. <laughs> Imagine not doing Bulk legs. up top. You can't pass rush with a with a weak base. So. Ooh, what are you pass rushing I'm on? I'm trying to look like an outside linebacker in case the Ravens need some help. Be a zone coverage guy. Be a zone coverage nah, guy. Nah, I'm getting to the passer. How about the Falcons? Two touchdown win? Yep. Desmond Ritter. Almost threw for 100 yards, man. It's over 100. Nice. I hope. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're not in a good place. <laughs> Whatever.
on, though. That could have been a disaster. No, I would have checked it. Cause I, just, I, was, I just don't believe you I was for a checking. Second. I can see that's on. and then That's why I flipped that up. Yeah. I would have I scanned down and been like, yeah. I think you would have seen green and been like, green light. No, We're I, good to go. I I actually utilized one of you're these. A pot, you're, a, you're a potter now. You're a, full, a full, full-time pod god. Yeah. How you feeling? You've been traveling a lot. Good. It was a good week. Crazy week. Um, but all good. Love this shit. This <laughs> you kind of convinced me or, me or you. Yourself. This is what we do. Nah, it's cool. Sorry, I cut you off there. What do you mean? I, I heard you loading. Oh, no, I wasn't. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I was I've like, run the tape back. <laughs> I, heard even, in my, I heard it in my ear. Didn't was, even cross my mind yet. <laughs> All right, then you I was need taking it. a breath. You have <laughs> asthma. <laughs> yeah, I was taking deep breaths. I'm so excited about things. 